Welcome to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, your host, Dawn Owen. I'm a wife, a mom, and an entrepreneur, a speaker, a zero BS coach, and a lover of the high vibe life. I help business leaders like you create huge breakthroughs in their life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and impact you want and deserve. In this podcast, you will hear me talk all about mindset, money, and magic. The power trio that I know will get you where you want to go fast. This is the High Vibe Tribe podcast. So let's get to it and introduce my guest for today. I struggled with the word introduce then. I'm only drinking vitamin C drinks. What's going on? So she empowers women to break free from the dieting cycle, heal their relationship with food and lose weight by using deep mindset work and energy healing. And also she's an author and an award winner. Don't you know, people? It's the free. No, it's not the freed. It's the food freedom fairy. It's Jenny McDonald. Welcome. Thank you. What an introduction. Thank you so much. I love doing those introductions. You know, it was interesting because I was on a radio program yesterday and someone did it for me. And it's like, oh, you do get all the vibes. So you feel like, oh, yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, it's lovely. So talking of vibes, my first question to my guests is always, how high is your vibe right now on a scale of one to ten and why? Oh, wow. Well, that's a really easy 10 for me today. And I know you know why, but my event, my book launch official event was two days ago at the stunning Compton Verney in Mm. Warwickshire. And over 50 ladies came to join me with incredible guest speakers to celebrate the launch of my book. And it was a day of empowerment and self-love and inner healing. So I am still absolutely buzzing vibrating very high after Sunday's event (laughs) yeah fabulous and it's interesting I'm gonna I'm just gonna come back to that later you talk about vibrating and I know we're both into the woo and the universe aren't we so listeners you're coming with us we're gonna be going (laughs) deep in the woo I want to talk about remind me about vibrating I've written it down there and I think you know what you described there is that's the power of live events now you know zoom is great online is great and it's convenient but I don't think there's anything like a group of like-minded people in the room for creating something extra special don't you think oh 100% I mean obviously networking is so much online mm. you know since COVID and everything but then when you go to the in-person ones you're just like wow this is on another level so yeah mm. whether it's networking whether it's business events whether it's you know well-being events oh I love being in person yeah yeah me too yeah. me too and I think in lockdown definitely like doing everything online I actually did think to myself oh I'm not sure I'm going to go out again because it's convenient you know don't have to brush the back of your hair all of these things and for a time even after when we were you know proper allowed out again I didn't really go out much and then I think probably after like two and a half years I just thought actually I really am missing it and I'm quite choosy I don't go out a lot because I think once you pull back from that you realize actually you can 
waste a lot of time if you're not choosy about what it is that you do because you have got the travel and stuff like that as well to kind of put onto it so it's not just the event is it that you're going to you've got the travel either side and if that's in your working hours as well it can become a bit of a time suck so I'm quite choosy about what I do but you know there's nothing beats the power of people in a room I don't think yeah I totally agree wonderful right okay so We've got so much to talk about today. Obviously, you've just released your book as well, so we'll come on to that. But I would love you to take us right back to the beginning of your story because, for me, it's a story that so many women will relate to. I was going to say, when I was kind of doing a bit of research, so many women of a certain age, I'm putting myself in your box. I'm coming down to your box. That's where I'm sitting today. But it kind of when I was reading your story on your website a little bit, it's it so reminds me of my own journey and a lot of women that I meet, you know, who were born in that similar kind of time. I'm guessing there's the same now. It's just that the way you described it, I could really relate to it. And I think that whole journey that you've been on and you tell us the whole lot also makes you so well equipped to do what you're doing now. And I think that's really important. It's not that you've just gone this is what I'm going to do with my coaching skills and whatever. It's like a journey that you've been on that's brought you to to this place. So I'm going to just zip up my mouth and let's have story time with Jenny. Oh, story time with Jenny. Okay, let me take you all back to when I was very young because, well, at four years old, I didn't have a difficult relationship with food. I was quite a slight little girl everything seemed kind of normal and then somewhere between about four and eight I started my body expanded if you like and it became apparent that I was overweight for my age and just for the listeners because I know that talking about weight and size can be quite triggering if you have a difficult relationship with food or your body like I did. So I don't believe anyone needs to be a certain weight, shape or size, but I do believe it's really important to have a healthy, peaceful relationship with food and yourself and your body. And that's what I'm all about. Most of my clients do want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. But as Going back to the story time. So, yes, because I was the largest kid in class, I asked my mom, will you help me? Will you help me be more healthy? Will you help me lose weight? And she did everything she could. But the knowledge of that generation and still most of the population now is if you want to change your body size, you go on a diet, you restrict food and you grin and bear it for as long as you can to get to goal. So from a very early age, my food was restricted, which led to me secret eating. I used to hide food under my bed. I used to steal money out my mum's pocket and coat pocket and go to the shop. We live next door to a shop. And looking back, you know, we grew up in the 80s where food really changed didn't it there was Mm. more takeaways available there was more processed foods and also I think women's roles changed a lot of women were starting to work and manage the family therefore their their cooking changed and there was easy solutions because looking back we did have a lot of freezer food, a lot of Mm -hmm. fish fingers and crispy pancakes just for quickness. My mum was a hairdresser and running her own salon, running two salons at one point. So she was extremely busy. My dad was out at work all day, both working for themselves. So yeah, developed a really tricky relationship with food, got stuck in the dieting cycle until the age of 26, 
when I was I was acting at that point because I went to drama school and yeah I think that career gave me the opportunity to be someone else (laughs) looking back I loved being on stage because it wasn't me and it didn't matter if I was playing a character that was a size 24 and she was larger than life because that wasn't me on that stage so that was really kind of you know happy times for me apart from when it was costume fitting day and I just used to dread going to the costume fittings and you know worried about what would fit but personally I think I was really quite miserable because I you know I've say it in my book I think but I used to drink a bottle of wine before I left the house on a Saturday night to go out with the girls because that was the way I would feel good about leaving the house and I'd be able to then look in the mirror and think yeah I look okay now mm-hmm. and everyone seeing me as oh Jenny she's so bubbly she I hate the term she's got a pretty face yes um, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah you you just get on with it don't you and you keep dieting and you keep thinking this will be your year and then I fortunately found a program where it was a meal replacement program, lost six and a half stone in six months. It completely changed my life. And I did work on my relationship with food through that. And we had cognitive behavior therapy and did different tasks where you really kind of delved into why you were eating, but also learned to manage your thoughts and emotions, something we're never taught to do. And yeah, as yeah. I started to do that, I I got what I'd call a more healthier relationship with myself and food. Um, and I went on to work in the dieting industry because I was just like, this is amazing. It's changed my life. I need to help others do the same. So I trained with a company in cognitive behavior therapy and transaction analysis and used those skills, ran groups for 10 years in Coventry alongside a meal replacement company. And it was great. And then things changed with that company. I moved to another company. And it was when I moved to the other company that I started to recognize that a lot of the clients, particularly with this second company, were stuck in a dieting cycle. They were coming back every few months, doing a few weeks, maybe even sticking at it for three months, but then they would disappear for six months and then come back. And when I was trying to address, you know, look, let's sit down and talk about the reasons you're eating. Let's do it. These ladies were really beating themselves up. It was like, it's just me, Jenny. I'm rubbish. I just need to stick to it. I know what I'm doing. It was like, well, no, you obviously don't because then you'd be doing something different. But I knew I had the tools to help them with that, but they didn't want to look at it because of the type of program. It was just kind of a way and go, grab your stuff, way and go. So it's that point that I decided that I had to do better for my clients. And I set up as a health and life coach, a retrained in health and life coaching with an American company, started coaching and then discovered energy healing and energy alignment. And I've always been a fan, always thought about the law of attraction and, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe and discovered energy alignment for business use, first of all, and attracting clients. And just every morning when I was doing like my alignment practice, I would get this download saying, you need to learn to do this into like from a weight loss point of view, from a food freedom point of view, you need to learn this for your clients. So I contacted the lady that I trained with and said, how do I learn to do what you do? Yeah. And it was really strange. And I know you'll love this, but she texted straight back and said, we've manifested each other. Tomorrow I am announcing my new program. Wow. 
certify in my method and I was like oh Oh, yeah yeah (laughs) so that was that really yeah and I've been I struggled for a while knowing what to call myself Uh food freedom coach weight loss coach energy healing food freedom coach and then my little girl came up with food freedom fairy which yeah and it's perfect and I love the food freedom thing because you know there's so much that I wrote down there I think going backwards on what you said where you said about how food changed in the 80s we had the processed food the freezer food like you crispy pancakes Mm -hmm. I know we used to have those and I loved them I mean I couldn't think of anything worse now not because that they were poor quality but just thinking of like when I think about them now I'm like I gag a little bit actually but at the time it was so different I think to you know we lived with my nan for a time and she was very much you know you have a boiled chicken dinner which I used to also gag on but you know proper cooked meals Mm. and like you say women were starting to go to work there was a great guy on Stephen Bartlett's podcast and I don't even know if it was a a recent one because I listened to them in all different orders and he was talking about exactly this and because he was talking about processed food and you know how not how it's the devil because he's very balanced in his view but he said exactly the same things about how our whole food that was available to us changed and so that has made our relationship with food change and I love the way you call it a relationship and you say I had a difficult relationship with food because I think, you know, from a coaching point of view, if it was as easy as eat less, move more, then we'd all be walking around with a six pack or be the size that we wanted to be. And it's not that easy. And I always use that as an example about mindset anyway to my own clients because it's such an easy example. And most people get it because at some point, most people have had some kind of challenging relationship with food one way or another. And I think, you know, that's where the mindset comes in. And I use it on myself. It's why, you know, sometimes it's I am not a person who can eat one Jaffa cake. Other biscuits are available. You know, I mean, they're in a box of 12. I know this. I don't find them sickly or anything. I could eat a whole box. And it's why one day I can do that. And one day I can. it, It doesn't bother me. It's because of the mind and what other things are going on. So I think, you know, for combining the two together, which maybe more of a thing now with coaching but certainly as I was coming through my dieting cycle shall we say that was not a thing it was just this diet or that diet or you know we've all been there haven't we? the cabbage diet and all the different groups that you can go to and you know I try now having a stepdaughter who is a teenager I've become even more conscious of what I'm saying around food um, and things like that. And, you know, I do love nutrition because I, I, I got into my training. And so now I see it completely differently. I see it as like fuel for my workouts. And then something else that you said about the dieting cycle, you know, I am a person who was in that dieting cycle. It was always diet for holiday, diet for Christmas, diet for so-and-so's wedding, diet because I'm going to this event, that event. And it's only been recently, you know, in the last few years, I've said, well, I I don't want to do that anymore. What I just want to do is be on this healthy path, which fuels what I want to do and just means that I'm ready for all of these things. And at certain times I might go a bit harder in the gym because I want to change something on my body. But the food part of it is much more 
I hate the word balance, but, you know, kind of evened out, if you like. So, yeah, there's, there's so, so, so much in there. So how long is it now that you've been the Food Freedom Fairy? So the Food Freedom Fairy, only since January, which was when oh, wow. I okay. with the name. But I've been coaching in this way yes. uh, for three years. Huh? But, yeah, in the weight loss industry coaching since 2005. Wow. So yes. I'm not so as young as you think. Oh, you've got an absolute wealth of knowledge there, haven't you, really? And you work in groups with ladies and one-to-one is that right that's right yes so I have the food freedom foundation group which is a program that I take small groups of ladies through online Mm -hmm. and then I yeah one-to-one as well okay and what do you think one of the biggest things is like we talked there about mindset and it's not just the food in you know calories in calories out kind of thing eat less move more what do you think like one of the biggest blocks or what are the biggest blocks you think for women when they're coming to you? I'm guessing it's women mainly that you work with when they come to you around kind of losing this weight. Because I'm guessing it's been almost a lifelong journey for them. And, you know, what, is, what do you think it is about what you do that makes the difference for them? Well, I think one of their biggest blocks is the all or nothing thinking that we have yeah. to get rid of. It's yeah. I'm totally on this. I'm totally in control. I'm yes. going to the gym five times a week. or I'm, I've blown it. I'm eating chocolate every night. I'm drinking wine. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. So that's a big kind of, you know, dieting mindset. But I think the biggest shift is for my ladies to reconnect with themselves, mm-hmm. reconnect with that part of them that wants to overindulge and start a dialogue with them because quite often, we argue with that voice in our head, you know, oh, I shouldn't eat that because it's only Wednesday. I'll have a cake at the weekend. Oh, go on. You can start again next week. And you go through this dialogue in your head over and over again, and it ends up in an argument and you very rarely win. So I'm all about changing that dialogue and having open conversations. Well, you know, what is it you really want today? Actually, what I really want is to feel better because I've had a rubbish day and okay, well, is this food going to make you feel better? And actually going through that process. And I think it's also remembering that we have a human brain and our brain is designed to keep us alive. And that means desiring food, because if we didn't want food, we, you know, we wouldn't do very well, would we? Because none of us would live very long. So I think we get really cross with ourselves for wanting to eat. And it's our it's the most natural thing in the world to do is to desire food. So when you learn how to refuel your body properly and get off this roller coaster, the what we call the blood sugar roller coaster and mm. get everything in balance, then you don't have these constant cravings and, and this constant battle of I'm not allowed to eat it. Oh gosh, I've eaten it because yeah. you're a little bit more balanced, not only with what you are putting in your body to fuel your body and to keep you at a good level. So you're you're not fighting your body but you're also then working on your mindset and not fighting all the the other reasons we eat the emotional reasons we eat yeah and I think like you said earlier about we, we're not taught how to manage our thoughts and emotions and that's something that I talk about a lot you know at my last event I talked about you know welcome to thought school because we're taught we're told kind of what to think but not how to think mm. and when you start listening to those thoughts in your brain it's it can be life-changing 
And, you know, whether that's about food or exercise or relationships or business, tuning into those thoughts and then what they're then producing, the, the emotions that they're producing, therefore the actions and the results. You know, the, it, it's fascinating and life changing, I think, because to me, that is the missing piece. I mean, when you said you lost six and a half stone on the meal replacement, that to me is phenomenal anyway, because I think the meal replacement journey to me is more challenging because it's just those bars or shakes or whatever it is. I mean, that takes some kind of focus to do that. And it's not teaching you anything else, is it, at the same time, which I think is what you said, but then you found CBT and and kind of went from there. Talk a little bit about the, the CBT for people who don't know kind of what that is. Sure. So it's cognitive behavior therapy and it, it was working on the principle that, you know, your thoughts affect your feelings, which affect your behavior. So if you, I don't know, if you wake up late in the morning and you're rushing around and you thinking, oh, this is going to be the worst day ever now, then you feel rubbish and it kind of has a knock-on effect through your day because you're just um in that cycle then I, I, I want to go into energy now because yeah. I'm thinking and you attract more bad things don't you but you, yeah. you know you're not your cup of tea over you can't find your keys uh-huh. every red light is uh, against you yeah um whereas if you can learn to change your thought right at the beginning so okay I've got up late but I can what can I do to you know get ready quick what do I need to put in place so that my day still goes to plan then you are starting off by going okay something went wrong but I can claw this back I can get back into plan and I like to go a step back from that because you know you've obviously got all your beliefs which are affecting your thoughts but even further back than that we have our identity and our identity is made up of who we are what we believe our place is in this world so when we can start to work on our identity and I call it the 2.0 version of you the, the person you want to become what beliefs does she hold how does she think each day and obviously all of that affects the feelings the vibes and then the behavior so it's kind of like working backwards and forwards because we can go right back to the start of the identity but also it's really important to just start changing that behavior straight away and when you change your behavior you change how you feel and how you think so yeah Yeah. lots of crossover in the the things that we talk about definitely I know we have some similar beliefs and similar values and we you know use some of the same modalities and you know you're talking there about the the thoughts and things like that it's like the the bad day scenario I love that because you know quite often when I start working with people like like, come on their session like oh I had such a bad week or you know if you're lucky a bad day but I'm like was it a bad week or was like bad five minutes that you just let last all week and you know it does hit you between the eyes but it's this personal responsibility actually we probably the only thing that we have control over is what's going on in our own brain and but we focus so much on what's outside you know I had a bad day this person did that shop did this the traffic lights all the things and actually like you say if you work it backwards and take that personal responsibility which is not an easy thing to do it's simple but not easy then it's just everything starts to change I think yeah. So you mentioned about the energy there. So let's get into that little piece a bit. What is energy healing? What does it do? And how do you use it in your work? Okay, so 
a lot of people will be familiar with the law of attraction Mm -hmm. and what we give out comes back to us the way I like to explain it is we know we're all energy and we know that the universe operates on frequency and vibrations so if we think about all of the machines we have around us the radios the x-rays the microwaves our wi-fi and if you are watching the tv and you know you've got this picture in your screen that is just coming through the frequencies coming through through the vibrations and if you decide that whatever you're binge watching on netflix you don't actually like you flick a switch and it changes the frequency and you get a different picture on your screen so it is that simple we can change reality by changing the frequency so when you take that to us as humans i like to say that we have our own human wi-fi mm-hmm. and sometimes we need to tune our frequency to something different so we get a different outcome so like you i'm all about raising the vibes because we all operate on different frequencies and if we're vibrating on a high frequency that means we'd be feeling things like joy happiness mm-hmm. bliss excited whereas if we're uh, vibrating on a low frequency then we might be feeling sad anxious stressed um angry frustrated so it's all about being on a higher vibration and the more we live our lives on a higher vibration the the more in flow we are with life things just start to go to plan we have easier days better days we seem to manage situations better and ultimately we achieve whatever goal it is we set out mm-hmm. um And I'm trained in two modalities. I use a lot of energy kinesiology. Now, some people will think, oh, that's the arm test with the food intolerances. And you can use that. Yes, absolutely. I use the body. So you basically stand up and you use your body to sway tests. So you can get a yes or no answer, um, which is really exciting. Do you want to try it? Have you done it well, before? No, I haven't. I've oh, done let's... kinesiology with the food. I was tested for that when I was in my 30s. And oh. I thought it was just incredible. That, and it was all, you know, foods that I kind of avoided for 12 weeks. And it made a huge difference. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I've not done it yet. So, okay. Oh, let's do it. So, all you need to do is yeah. you stand up with okay. your arms by your sides, mm-hmm. feet just flat on the floor. Yeah. And then just go within. Just I like to close my eyes. Set the intention. If you sway forward, it means yes. And if you sway backwards, it means no. Okay. And then just test with your name. So just simply saying out loud or even in your head, my name is Dawn. My name is Dawn. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So I for listeners, I am moving. So I see you forward. Yeah. And then for anyone trying at home and for yourself, Dawn, I always say, first of all, we need to learn to trust our sway. Mm -hmm. So just test with things you know to be true so you could say i drive a yellow car okay okay so weird that Uh, so for the listeners dawn sway backwards i I guess yeah drive a yellow car and you can try with you know i have five children i have two dogs i have three cats so anything that you know to be true so you can sit down now Dawn you've experienced it (laughs) wow so let me just explain what happened there because even so 
I'm a strange character, if you didn't already know that. I believe in this stuff. And then the kind of rational side of my brain also kicks in. And I was like this when I was doing my own training of like, how can this be? You know, and I've learned to let that go. But what I experienced that was the forward and backward. So that was the yes, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. However, when I was asking the questions that were the no, it was like my body felt really confused. So whilst I I don't know if I actually moved side to side, it didn't feel like I did, but I could feel it inside if that and it felt really strange. It was a strange sensation because it was almost like I think because I'd done a few of the yeses and my body was going kind of forwards and backwards. It was like, you know, the change, well, you can imagine if something's going forwards and backwards and to change it to side, I felt that shift inside. So inside I could feel the side to side, even if it wasn't external, if that makes sense. So forward is yes. Yeah. Backwards is no. Oh, I see. What is there a side to side one? No, but we can go side to side when there's ah, different things going oh, on. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, so that's really interesting. But yeah, so I could definitely feel the forwards and backwards ones. And then I'd kind of got this almost, and I think that's my my own tiny still bit of rational thought that I have that goes like how can this be true I remember when I was doing my own training one of the modalities that we have is like they call it parts integration and I decided I'd be the guinea pig in class if you like where all the people were being trained and honestly I felt like I nearly broke my own arm trying to resist what actually my body was trying to do because you have your hands coming together and I could see it happening but that tiny bit a rational brain was still going how can that be how can that be and I felt like I started to resist it but I couldn't and afterwards honestly my one arm was so painful so yeah it's really interesting isn't it oh I'm going to try that again on what I mean and when we do have resistance we can release it so from that forward and backward sway Mm -hmm. the way I work is I'm just going to use the weight loss for example So a lot of my clients have a belief that their weight keeps them safe. Mm-hmm. Now, they might think that constantly, you know, yeah. and the rationale is when I lose weight, I'll go for that promotion. Yes. When I lose weight, I'll leave the abusive relationship. Yeah. So their weight is on a subconscious level, keeping them safe. Mm-hmm. And whether they realize that or not is another thing. But what we can do is muscle test for that and they mm-hmm. get a yes. Mm-hmm. And then we can go through a releasing process and then we muscle test again and they will get a no. Uh, okay. Release yeah, it. Yeah. And then we can also work on the core level, which is mm-hmm. a level one now, mm-hmm. the genetic level, because we have a lot of beliefs and patterns passed down yeah. and the collective consciousness or past life level, depending what resonates for people and the soul level. So we're working on lots of different yeah. levels to release the beliefs, the past traumas that keep oh. us where we don't want to be. Totally. Love that. Love that. Right. So let's talk about the book. So when did you get the idea for the book? How long did it take? What's that journey like? Oh, so I got the idea for the book this beginning of last year mm-hmm. and I joined a writing group and I wrote the book within six weeks. Wow. Um, yeah. So in 2022, January mm-hmm. to February, I just yeah. I, I dedicated an hour a day and I just sat down and wrote an hour every day. So it was all kind of there. But then when I started reading it back, I was like, 
oh this is horrible I don't like reading my own stuff so I just kept parking it and parking it and that is why it's taken over a year from that point to get it out but the writing process for anyone thinking about writing a book once you've got that blueprint in place and you know how the chapters are laid out and what's going to be in each chapter it's actually really easy because if it's all in your head anyway yes you just need the structure and then you can get it on the page and you just need to be disciplined in writing it but I think the editing is the hardest part because your first draft they say is always rubbish Uh, and then you know your second your third read through you are still like oh I'm not sure I want to say that anymore Mm. and also 12 months is a huge amount of time. We're always evolving, aren't we? So originally I didn't write about the energy work in my book because it was so new. And then as I've kind of come to the third edit and my beta readers were like, you've not mentioned any energy work. And I was like, maybe I need to put a chapter in because it Mm. became more and more of what I did with my clients. So, yeah. yeah. And then so it was released, is it about? Three three weeks ago, it was released on the 11th of October. I probably should say the name. It's called The Book The Diet Industry Doesn't Want You to Read. And yeah, so uh, it was bestseller in two categories on Amazon, which is super exciting. Yeah. Um, And yeah, now I've just got to keep sharing it with the world. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to say, and uh, Jenny probably wouldn't say this, I will, because I always say the things that other people won't. It's like it's a proper book, people. We're not talking about like an e-book or anything. I'm looking at it on the shelf. I have the Kindle version, but I'm looking at it on the shelf behind Jenny. And it's not a small book either. That's why I was surprised when you said, oh, I just bashed it out in six weeks. You know, I want to just underline. It's what I would call a proper book. You could whack someone round the head with it if you wanted to. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, kudos to you. It's a great achievement. I know it's something a lot of people want to do, but probably never get round to. I know you've got family as well. You've got your business. So, you know, which I love. It's like if we want to do something, we will find the time to do it. It's simple as that, isn't it? Yeah. So, What's next? So, you know, you're an author, you won an award as well in October, which I had the privilege to speak to you after. What was that? Was that your first award or you'd won awards before? I've won awards in other businesses, but okay. that was the first award as Food Freedom Fairy. So okay. it meant a huge amount. And yeah. um, yeah, that's it's yeah that was really special for me it's there behind I can see it yeah (laughs) fabulous so what's coming up next for you then what's coming up next I think just growing and developing the business you know I know you always talk about your different levels and Mm -hmm. value stacking and and different you know whether we talked didn't we on the zoom a couple of weeks ago about whether we have those the you know the low point options and things and it it, yeah it's just trying we evolve don't we and I've still got so much in my head do I do like a monthly membership do I do a every January like a kickstart program but it's just like trying to yeah so it's just it's always evolving I think isn't it I've got the Food Freedom Foundation I think is gold dust and I've got lots of just so many other ideas it's just trying to work it all out that wasn't a very good answer was it well it's the curse of an entrepreneur and you know (laughs) there are some people who have their five-year plan or even a 10-year plan 
but I am not one of those people. I just put that out there. I have a plan for right now. And I can, even though I'm very visual, I only tend to go about 12 months ahead because I just feel like so much could change. I could meet someone who's going to throw me in a different direction or an opportunity comes my way. So I don't want to put too much time and effort into a three-year plan because I'm just like, I don't know what's going to happen. If I look back at the last three years, I'm like, wow, I would never, you know, have put that in there. I've got married, for God's sake. I mean, I never thought that was on the agenda again. But yeah, I think it's a good enough answer for me because I think the thing with it is with us entrepreneurs is that we have ideas all of the time and I have to keep a separate book to write them in. So I'm just like, I'm going to just put that in there whilst it's taking up room in my head and go, actually, it's not for right now. I have learned that about myself. There was a time when I'd be like, oh, idea, that's it. I'm going full throttle on that. And then idea, oh, I'd be like a, a movie mind map, you know, like an in-person mind map. And actually I've learned that you have to have some consistency. You have to grab an idea and run with that and then be flexible enough to go, do you know what? Either I'm not loving it or it's not worked or I've learned this from it and that's all fine. And then go, right, so I'm just going to change and, and do this or I'm going to add that in or I'm going to pull back from it completely and I'm going to do something different, you know, within the confines of your business. Or some people change their business completely, don't they? You know, and that's OK as well. I think as long as we're moving forward Taking the W's and L's, the wins and the learnings, and you know, moving forwards. That's it. That's that. That's our job done, really. I agree, and I think it's so important to be adaptable, but not like you say, jumping with both feet every time and process it first. Because I definitely can relate to the first couple of years I became a coach. I recorded so much video content for video lessons, but mm-hmm. then because I was still really growing with the energy healing, most of that is sitting there not used, which yeah. I know from <laughs> if you if you were talking to me as a coach, you'd be yeah. saying, well, why, you know, put yeah. it out on whether yeah. it's Black Friday or whatever, but get yes. it out there. But you kind of look at things and go, well, I don't really want to use that anymore. I wouldn't necessarily speak like that anymore. I wouldn't. Yes. So it's about accepting that you do evolve and, you know, being absolutely sure when you try something that it's what you want to go in with and also never being afraid to go, that didn't work. I'm yeah. going to change that. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, I often talk about that. It's fine to have something not work. You know, mm-hmm. if you the failures, if you like, that a lot of people would call them are what drives you on. If you're not failing, you're not really making any progress because mm. it's unlikely. In fact, I'm yet to meet the person who everything they do just turns to gold as they do it. You know, and I think we do have that view of people. I'm sure people look at you and go, look at Jenny, got this supersonic business, won an award, just written a book. You know, they just like to tell themselves that it was super easy and just all happened overnight. And that's not the case. Like you say, you know, you've got all this video content that was done that you've never used and you would go down paths and that's fine. It's just about taking the data from those failures, if you must see them as as that, and, you know, learning from them and then doing something different. Yeah. Fab. Well, we could sit here talking all day. I'm sure we could dig all into that in much more detail. But so we're very busy ladies, don't you know? So we've got to get on. So I've got all of your socials and your website and you've got free meditation as well, I think, on your website. Yes. 
yeah i've got all that it's all in the show notes for you so go there there is loads of good stuff in there people go and check jenny out follow her and start looking at her stuff if that is your jam i will be back next week with a brand new episode so thank you for joining me today jenny thank you for having me you're welcome and i'll see you all next week i'll be back in your earbuds Bods, that's buds and pods together, earbuds. And uh, in the meantime, you know what to do. Keep those vibes high. Thank you for listening to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, Dawn Owen. I'd love to know what your number one takeaway was from this episode. Feel free to screenshot the episode and tag me in on social media. And if you know someone who would enjoy it too, then don't keep it to yourself. Share the vibes. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified as soon as the next episode drops. If you're not already a part of the High Vibe Tribe community over on Facebook, then come and join us there. The link is in the show notes. And I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep those vibes high.